Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. This episode will preview the 86th annual meeting in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center from October 16th through the 21st. I will speak with the general chair, Sarah Reed, who will provide tips to get the most out of the annual meeting and the city of Dallas. I will speak with the technical program chair, Dr. Charles Sicking, who will highlight a few of the sessions. Charles will also provide you guidance in creating a plan for attending the largest technical program in SEG's history. I will speak with SEG staff to better highlight student and member events, plus workshops and receptions taking place throughout the week. We'll also hear from SEG's executive director, Dorsey Morrow, about what he's looking forward to in Dallas. SEG is aware that many of you may be experiencing hardships with the recent industry downturn. Special rates are available to those who have been laid off. For information, visit our website at seg.org forward slash am or contact registration at seg.org. We also have affordable one-day and two-day registration options available, as well as volunteer opportunities. Sarah Reed serves as the general chair for the Dallas meeting. She works at Denberry Resources and currently holds the position of past president at the Dallas Geophysical Society. Her interview is next. So Sarah, what are you most excited about for this year's meeting? Well, of course, in addition to being part of the steering committee, I'm going to be attending as a regular attendee. And uh, with that, I'm really excited to see many of my colleagues that I don't see in person very often, especially seeing where they wound up in the big shuffle that kind of Mm. taking place right now. But mainly, I'm excited to get a sense of how our industry and discipline has uh, adapted to the times. I, I know that it's a little cheesy to say that, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, but it's a cliche because it's true. And, the, and actually the theme of the meeting this year is future of innovation. And geophysics is integral to exploring and developing oil and gas effectively. So I'm really just looking forward to the different approaches that people are taking and how we can do that better while becoming more efficient in cost. And then on the other side, you know, as part of the steering committee, I'm excited to see the product of all the hard work that the SEC staff, the other steering committees have done, and just seeing everything come together after a year of planning. What are a few of the features and events in Dallas that you would like to spotlight? Well, there's been quite a bit of discussion in almost all of our meetings, quite a bit of focus and emphasis on how to drive traffic to the exhibition floor. So I think that exhibitors or potential exhibitors will be very pleased with some of the measures that will be implemented, particularly regarding the breaks in the technical program and the location of the coffee breaks that were all intended to create more circulation between the technical program and the booths on the exhibition floor. But, you know, the downturn has impacted everyone, and our focus was mainly on doing a great job with the popular events that were previously established rather than adding new events to an already crowded annual meeting schedule. And I am just absolutely amazed by how the SEG staff and steering committee members were able to put together these quality events with such incredible cost savings. For example... Stu Nealon uh, on the steering committee from Dallas and Kay Baker uh, 
a member of the SEG staff. They were able to put together the Wednesday night wrap-up party at half the cost. And hmm. it's looking to be incredible, mem- incredibly memorable. It's going to have these westerns playing on the wall. It's going to be even complete with a mechanical bull, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Another can't-miss event is the opening ceremonies. I think most people know it as the opening forum, but Ernie Soraki really had the vision of a keynote speaker that speaks to the theme, which, like I said before, is a future of innovation, and he did a great job of securing an incredible speaker, Dave Hager. So Dave Hager is going to be the keynote speaker, and I felt he was a, an appropriate choice. Not only is he a geophysicist with ties to Dallas, since he got his master's from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, but as CEO of Devon Energy, he's really one of the few geophysicists, at least that I know of, that is president of a large oil and gas producer. And he'll be talking about the importance of technology, you know, like geophysics, but other things like fracturing and hydraulic fracturing, the importance of technology in all commodity cycles and asking the questions we all probably have right now. How do we invest in new technology when budgets are tight? How do we identify new technologies that will impact the future? Much in the same way that 3D seismology or horizontal drilling has really been disruptive technologies in the past. And so I'm really looking forward to his insights. And uh, personally, one of the events that I feel strongly about is the Applied Science Education Program. Diane Brownlee on the steering committee, um, she's heavily involved with the outreach in Dallas, and she's been on the board for the Dallas Geophysical Society for years. But she reached out to Shauna Morrison to speak to the local students in Dallas about her work with the Mars Science Laboratory and how she uses the X-ray diffractometer data from the Curiosity rover, her work to investigate the features of the Martian surface. And for me, I was not even exposed to Earth science until university level. So I think it's really important for programs like this to be opportunities to encourage a young person's natural curiosity about the world, you know, and in the case of Mars, the world and beyond (laughs) at an early age. And I think it's also great for young women in particular to see um, a role model in the sciences uh, like Shauna. And, of course, even though this is a program geared for high schoolers and middle schoolers in Dallas, you can also, anyone is uh, able to sign up for Shauna's talk through the website as well. So you can you can be a grown-up mm. adult and enjoy her talk as well. <laughs> or a grown-up child, I should say. <laughs> You know, if this is someone's first time attending annual meeting, outside of those events you just highlighted, what can he or she expect? Um, So the annual meeting has so much to offer from student programs and classes, uh, continuing education courses and things like that. The annual meeting has so much to offer that I think that everyone's first time will be different. So I think it's going to be hard to kind of archetype someone's first experience in this general Story, but I guess I'll think back to my first annual meeting years ago. And, you know, I, back then I was, and I guess I still am, a huge bookworm. And, you know, I'm the self proclaimed unofficial librarian here in the geophysical group at Denbury. And, you know, I would just read technical papers, like people read books from their favorite authors, like Stephen King or something like that. But these are, you know, geophysicists, right? <laughs> 
So when I went to my first annual meeting, I was so excited to listen to and ask questions of the scientists who wrote many of my favorite papers. Pretty much camped out and sat in the technical sessions for most of my experience there. Um, and I was just really just relishing in listening to my favorite authors talk about their work, listening to the questions and the responses afterwards. And even uh, talking to the scientists and authors directly myself, because back then, well, still now a little bit, I was too shy to really ask the questions in the Q&A after the talk. But, you know, if I were to go back, instead of camping out in all the technical sessions, which are still a very valuable experience, I think if I were a new professional all over again and going to the annual meeting for the first time, I think it would be also beneficial to use the opportunity to broaden your horizons. Um, you know, for a new professional at the annual meeting for the first time, probably don't have a lot of exposure to many different aspects of our field or our industry. So it's a great opportunity to learn about other types of plays and technologies as well. So what would you say to those on the fence about whether or not to drive out to Dallas? Well, a lot of the people on the fence are probably, you know, many of our peers that may have been subject to a reduction in force. Uh, you know, they, they might be considering whether it's worth the drive, but particularly worth the cost of attending the annual meeting. To address that concern, um, SEG is offering hardship discounts for those that were laid off to attend the meeting. And I'm hearing of similar types of initiatives by other companies. And I think that really says a lot about our community, of how supportive we are of each other. For example, I know Icon Science is offering free rock physics training to geoscientists between jobs, and I'm sure other companies are probably doing something similar. So for those that have been subject to a reduction in force, I think it's you know almost imperative for them to come to Dallas for the annual meeting. For other potential attendees, you know, I think that obviously the technical program and the exhibition floor are you know obvious draws. But there's so much activity surrounding the annual meeting that's really only possible when you have a large density of our peers together. And, you know, you have the SEG Continuing Education Program, which is top-notch, taught by industry experts. And it's, you know, a way I've personally uh, kept my skill set up to date in a practical way or, you know, I take a continuing education class to dip my toes into a new technology I might want to implement in the future. And even aside from these official um, SEG events, uh, around the time of these, at the annual meeting, there's other groups and companies that host activities to gather people with similar interests together, whether it's user group meetings or something like the annual rock physics reception, which is always a great time, or the women's network breakfast. You know, I a couple years ago, I went to my first women's network breakfast because Nancy House, when she was in Dallas for a while, encouraged me to go. And I was just really blown away by the candid conversation there. I really didn't think that I, you know, I would be contributing much to the discussion, but I just caught myself nodding my head as, I realized that you know there's so many other people like me that I can learn from their experiences. And that's really the magic of what happens when you have a group of like-minded people together in the same place, like when you have a convention. So having the inside track of, of being a Dallas insider, 
what would you suggest for the visitors to do during their downtime away from the technical talks and the workshops? Is there a can't miss while people are in Dallas? I would highly recommend visiting the Perot Museum or Arboretum and, you know, shameless plug here, but you can sign up for tours for both of those places through the annual meeting registration and mm. conveniently there will be shuttles going from the convention center to both mm. those places um, during those designated tour times. But the Perot is uh, such a great museum and they have these great mineral and dinosaur exhibits. So I, I love bringing my family or friends to the Perot because um, people outside of the industry really have a very vague idea of what I do for a living, and I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to that. Like most people, when they hear I'm a geophysicist, think that I actually handle physical rocks all day. Uh, so I like taking them to the Perot, and so I can take them to the Tom Hunt Energy Hall and show them what a seismic volume looks like, what a well like looks like, what it what those type of data sets tell me how drilling and producing a reservoir works and it really tells them that in a relatable hands-on way that is you know much less boring than when I try to um, explain in a, a cocktail hour conversation but other than the official plugs for our tours the Perot Museum or Arboretum if you really liked last year's annual meeting in New Orleans you'd probably really enjoy visiting the Deep Ellum area it really has kind of a New Orleans slash Austin vibe. It's a quirky neighborhood of Dallas that has really great live music venues, pretty much any kind of live music that you'd want. Uh, I'm trying to go for areas that might not be in your traditional tour guide. So yeah, Deep Ellum is one. Oh, Bishop Arts District is another really fun area. It's in an area of Dallas that has been recently gentrified and is now the center of artisan culture. So it kind of reminds me of like Brooklyn or current day Harlem or something. It's you can find artisan candles, artisan pies, artisan cider. It's um, a great place to embrace your inner hipster. <laughs> but you know, primarily Dallas is known for their restaurants, and um, I'm not going to go and list all the great restaurants to recommend them individually. I, I that would just take forever. But I do want to recommend the Trinity Groves area. It's over by the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge, so it has a pretty nice backdrop. But the cool thing about the Trinity Groves area is it's actually a restaurant incubator. So it has many innovative restaurant ideas and shops that, you know, come and go. Do you have any parting remarks for attendees uh, and or speakers? Much like my advice for someone who might be attending the annual meeting for the first time, and along with the theme of uh, future of innovation, I would just really highly encourage everyone to branch out of their comfort zones. For example, if you're like me and you only went to technical session talks, you know, go out on the floor, visit some of the exhibitors, visit their demos. You know, whenever I attend uh, an exhibitor demo, I, I always get some practical insight I can apply almost immediately. If you generally just stick to socializing with people at service companies you have a relationship with, maybe try visiting booths for academic consortia. I know at Denbury we've done a lot of great work in uh, cooperation with consortia like EERC and Colorado School of Mines RCP and, other, and you know, uh, BEG. If you only go to talks regarding your field of expertise, try to go to a few in another area. It's just amazing how many ideas can be generated just from a slightly different perspective. 
I'm speaking with Johnny Yoder, Student and Early Career Advisor at SEG. So where can students find the Student Lounge this year and what activities will be taking place there? The Student Lounge will be located in the Exhibition Hall inside the SEG Pavilion. We'll be having activities all day every day there in the Presentation Theater where we will hear from different companies offering technical talks, career development sessions. There'll be all kinds of great networking opportunities there. That will be open during exhibition hall hours. The biggest event and most important for our students will be on Wednesday at one o'clock, and that is the commencement ceremony. In the commencement ceremony, we will be recognizing the graduates of the SLS and SEP programs, as well as announcing the 2016 Best Student Chapter. Another great event happening at the Student Lounge are the pop-up talks, and the pop-up talks will be Tuesday from 1 to 2 o'clock and Wednesday, 11.30 to 12.30. That was an event that caught my, caught my eye. So how can students participate in this event, in the student pop-up talks? So the pop-up talks is an interesting event because it's a session created by students for students. Emerging professionals are also encouraged to attend, and this format allows participants to submit videos, photos, PowerPoint, any kind of creative media to present. And the purpose of the pop-up talks is to present this material in a way that will allow them to practice as well as sharing their research ideas. Because it's an interactive audience, the audience will be able to give immediate feedback, allowing the students and the emerging professionals to advance their research and gain even greater opportunities to present at more technical sessions at future annual meetings. And anyone who is interested in presenting should contact students at seg.org to submit their proposal or to request any additional information. That sounds great. What are some other events directed at students during annual meeting? The student networking event will be taking place Monday at 4 to 5.30. This is a great event for students who are looking for future career opportunities. Recruiters from a number of companies will come to the event. They will set up tables and it will be an opportunity to interact with the recruiters in an informal environment. So any questions you have about what it's like to work at these companies, any information you need about how to advance your education in order to get the best job that's going to suit you. These recruiters are going to be there on site ready to answer these questions for us. I'm speaking with Patrick Riley, Member Services Associate at SEG. Patrick, what will be some of the major highlights for this year's annual meeting? Well, this year, uh, the membership representatives will be available at, uh, at the booths, registration, and in the pavilion. Visit the membership booths to join SEG as a member, renew your membership, and uh, get your members-only gift. What are a few of the new features and events for members in Dallas? Uh, we're going to be showcasing our new members-only products at the 2016 annual ma- meeting. Uh, in SEG Pavilion, we will have an interactive screen so our members can be the first to use our new competency management system, otherwise known as CMS, and, and geofacets. Are there any activities focused just solely for our members? Uh, We're excited to hold the second annual members-only breakfast at the Omni on Tuesday, October 18th. Uh, SEG members are invited to relax, have a Texas-sized breakfast, and visit with their fellow SEG members. Uh, This event uh, is another opportunity for SEG to show our appreciation to our members. 
Just one last question here, Patrick. Can you become a member at annual meeting and then receive the membership price when you register? Absolutely. Um, yeah, as soon as you register to become a member, you can get the member price for registration for the annual meeting. Dr. Charles Sicking, the 2016 Technical Program Chair, had the enormous task of coordinating the largest technical program to date. We'll learn what that was like and what Charles is most looking forward to in Dallas next. Dr. Sicking, as the Technical Program Chair for the 2016 Annual Meeting in Dallas, how was it taking the lead for the largest technical program in SEG's history? Well, I can tell you that when I first started this, it was daunting, and it seemed somewhat overwhelmingly overwhelming when uh, Jenny sent me the list of requirements and duties for the whole year, and it was several pages long. So I had not been very deeply involved in technical planning for a meeting of this size prior to this year, and I relied heavily on Jenny Cole at the SCG and uh, my co-chair, John Ferguson, in getting all this put together. And uh, when we first started, I thought one of the biggest tasks would be to recruit 24 chairmen for all of the topics that we have for the individual areas of technical interest. But John and I got together and put together a plan, and we were able to fulfill them fill those positions very quickly because the technical people in the SEG were, you know, really enthusiastic and cooperative and uh, it all came through. So I've been, uh, you know, challenged but uh, encouraged by all the good success. You got thrown into the deep end pretty quickly. Uh, Right on the first day. So if this is someone's first time attending the talks at annual meeting, what can new attendees expect? Well, I would say if someone has not been to a convention, a technical convention of this size before, that it will be intimidating. I mean, there's 1,100 papers to figure out, decide what you want to see. And the exhibit floor is very, very large. Just getting your head around it and figuring out a plan of attack of how to make the convention productive for you is uh, a challenge. And so if you really want to have your best experience, then, uh, you know, planning your schedule before the day, the evening before the day, each day you attend is, is important. Otherwise, you'll miss a lot of the things you thought you would like to see. And just getting around the exhibit floor, uh, I recommend just walking up and down the main aisles, you know, casually and not stopping for the first hour and then going back to the highest important booths of interest. And that way you avoid spending most of your time on one booth and you get to actually pick and choose the booths you have the most interest in. How would you recommend attendees determining how to make that schedule? Well, uh, I think that is is can be relatively easy or very difficult depending on, you know, what your area of interest in. So there is a lot of overlapping sessions and it's definitely a problem. And so when you're reviewing the program before the convention, or at least the evening before each day, you should look through all the papers and mark the ones you're most interested in and then put together a plan of how to get from one session to the next at the appropriate time to catch the most important papers. And um, 
All the abstracts are available online and they're readily available at the convention. So by pre-planning and reading somewhat ahead of time, you can uh, make the best experience for yourself. That's a good reminder for attendees that all of the abstracts prior to annual meeting and during annual meeting are available for free in the digital library for you to read and, and examine a little bit more closely. And I think without some, you know, a forethought and some pre-planning, a new person uh, showing up will be overwhelmed and they'll spend most of the first half day or day just trying to figure out where to go next and they'll miss most of their value, you know, most of what they came to to see, they, they'll probably miss it that day. So what sessions are you most excited to attend? Some of those areas are like HTI, horizontal transverse isotropy for mapping fractures in the reservoir. I've been pretty heavily involved in that some years ago and that technology continues to advance. But more recently, I've been heavily involved in the uh, seismic migration of passive recordings to map fractures in the reservoirs for the, you know, for the shale plays and other carbonate and harder rocks. So uh, I think there's a lot of unique papers in that. The area of, of applying seismic migration methods to passive recordings uh, is gaining more and more attention. There's several good papers on uh, that topic at this year's convention. Last year, there was only one or two, so it's growing. HTI is an ongoing topic uh, of which you know, more and more uh, progress is being made. But to name a few more, full waveform inversion is really a full, uh, is a very important topic and it continues to grow and advance. And while it started out with uh, simpler earth models in the marine environment, now it's being applied to uh, land surface data, to other geophysical methods. We have a paper on uh, ground penetrating radar. And uh, they're also expanding that, this method into some of the downhole recordings. Another important area is simultaneous sources because this makes uh, seismic acquisition cheaper and takes less time to have more source points and you get a lot higher density. Well, that higher density of traces is really required for the full waveform inversion to be you know, totally successful and make you know, advances. So the progress that's being made with simultaneous sources and the follow-up processing of deblending or separating those sources into individual shot records are important topics. And there's a lot of, there's a number of sessions that cover these topics at this convention. Again, I mentioned already the seismic imaging methods applied to passive recordings. Uh, I think this, there's uh, one whole session that, and a part of another that addresses this issue. Uh, and extracting fractures, fracture maps from, from the reservoir rocks for the shale plays is really important. This is also addressed by the uh, microseismic methods, which are advancing the traditional microseismic methods with data and integrating across uh, drill, the drilling engineering, reservoir engineering, downhole and surface seismic, petrophysics, rock mechanics, and other areas is becoming quite important. So there's just a, 
a myriad of uh, methods and technologies out there, and I've only mentioned perhaps six or seven of the 24 topic areas that you know we actually have here. So that was a good overview there of some of the unique topics and sessions that attendees can expect. You know, was there any other papers that really caught your eye? During the course of uh, reviewing all the abstracts, I probably read as many as 500 abstracts. There were one or two papers regarding the seismic source separation in the marine where you do... uh, you know, multi uh, uh, simultaneous sources, and I uh, actually saw some good ideas for noise reduction on land surface data. You know, for aiding in the mapping of reservoir properties. If someone is on the fence about whether they should just drive out to Dallas that week and attend the talks, uh, anything you can help for those people making that decision? Well. I think that in my experience now being retired, that the most important thing in my career is keep moving forward, keep learning new things. I actually have been in four different careers in my 50 years in the industry, and uh, unrelated technologies, radar, optics, lasers, seismic, downhole, surface seismic, um, all kinds of methods. And Mm. so if you want to remain excited, passionate, moving forward and learning the next big thing, I mean, you have to stay, stay in touch with what's going on currently. So if you don't come to the convention because everything's in the doldrums and you stay home and close your door, then you're losing out. I think the most important reason for coming to this convention is for learning about the latest technology, but even more importantly is for networking with other people in the industry. And I can say with almost certainty that, uh, you know, when you're looking for a new job, either in this industry or in a new career, networking is your best ally. And you just need to know and meet as many people as possible. And the only way to do that is to get out there and, and be involved. I'm speaking with Channing Wynn, Global Business Development Advisor at SEG. The international reception this year takes place on Tuesday, October 18th in the SEG Pavilion. What region of the world is the focus this year? What can attendees expect at the reception? Yes, the international reception focus for this year is Europe and the FSU region. The purpose of the international reception is to highlight the activities and events going on in the region. So we're very excited and we're very thankful for our sponsors in the region, ExxonMobil and Chevron. We also will have our SEG president. Uh, We will have hors d'oeuvres and entertainment with the European FSU flair. And we're very excited for for that. That's actually a highlight of the international reception is the dance and music that we bring in uh, to celebrate that region. Uh, Another part of the international reception and by the way, it is a free event, is that we do raffle prizes and drawings throughout the entirety of the event. So it's 4.30 to 6 on that Tuesday afternoon. Uh, We start off with a couple of drawings for our professional development area, uh, a couple of course vouchers for uh, our online training courses. We have some 
uh, vouchers that go towards our continuing education public courses and also our DISC courses. So that's exciting. We also have, uh, previously we had done bookmark vouchers, but this year we're actually going to have uh, some merchandise bundles will have their valued at, one is valued at close to over $100. We have a couple other merchandise bundles that will be valued at close to $300. We also, every year, we like to give a registration for next year's annual meeting, which will be in Houston. So that's a very significant raffle drawing. And then our grand prize, you could say, is uh, this year we're going to be uh, raffling off an iWatch. What will be some highlights from the regional luncheons this year? Yeah, so every year we have our regional uh, global affairs committee luncheons. Uh, This year uh, we're mixing things up just a little bit. So instead of having two on Tuesday, we're actually just going to have one, and we're going to bring together Latin America and Europe FSU uh, luncheons together. And the great thing about that, like I said, not only because does that increase uh, networking opportunities and uh, learning opportunities for people uh, attending but then they also get, we also have two speakers that they're going to be able to uh, take advantage to hear and learn from. So that's very exciting. Two speakers for the price of one, can't beat that. On Wednesday, we're going to combine our Middle East Africa luncheon with our Pacific Asia luncheon. And again, we have two great speakers lined up for that luncheon. Same price, doesn't go up, getting two great speakers and also getting to learn and network with other people from different regions that maybe you wouldn't normally have a chance to network and uh, learn from. So I do want to point out uh, that those luncheon tickets, we prefer if you could uh, purchase those in advance, uh, just go onto our website and add that to your registration. Uh, But if you need to uh, make a last minute decision, you can purchase them on site, not at the door of the luncheon, but in the registration area. And we're really looking forward to having everyone there. I'm here with Natalie Blythe, assistant editor of The Leading Edge, who wrote the annual meeting preview published in the September issue. Natalie, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. What are a few of the new features and events in Dallas? Well, we do have several new features, um, as well as the return of some past favorites. For new features, we're going to have a China Pavilion and a near-surface pavilion, which will both be located on the exhibit floor, when we'll also have the high-performance computing pavilion and theater. I do believe, though, attendees will welcome the return of the SCG Pavilion, where they can find the Bookmart, the SCG Foundation, our Member Services Department, the SCG Exhibitor Rebooking Lounge, the Student Lounge, the Wiki and Editors Lounge, and also Geoscientists Without Borders. What are some of the new advances and services being showcased this year? Well, the high-performance computing pavilion and theater is always a big draw on the exhibit floor, and I can think this will continue to be one. Also this year, we are proud to introduce our new competency management system, and attendees can learn more about it by stopping by that presentation theater. This new competency management system is going to help our professionals in the global geophysics community identify their new learning opportunities and also help manage their careers. We're really excited to offer this new service to our members. What new books will the SEG Bookmart in the SEG Pavilion have for sale this year? Will attendees have a chance to meet authors? Absolutely. And this year, we're really pleased to announce that we're going to have seven new titles featured in 2016. These titles are Seismic Petrophysics and Quantitative Interpretation by Lev Vernick, Elements of 3D Seismology, 3rd Edition by Christopher Liner, The Handbook of Postdoc Seismic Attributes by Arthur Barnes, 
classical and modern diffraction theory edited by a handful of people, <laughs> seismic diffraction also edited by a handful of people, and then 3C and VSP, which is our disc book by Jim Geyser, and then Don Heron is going to have Interpreter Sam Carries On. And so also, as you mentioned, the book signings, what we've done for this year is we're going to be combining these events. We have a few offers and editors who are planning on attending two of our book signings, or even one of them, it depends upon their schedule, but Lev Vernick and Christopher Liner and Jim Geyser have already signed on to come on board. And then this year, these book signings are going to be held during the technical session breaks. It's going to be Monday, the 17th of October from 2.40 to 3.20, and then also Tuesday, 18th October from 9.40 to 10.20. And all of these book signings are going to be in the SEG Wiki area in the pavilion. And Lev Vernick will be featured in a future podcast episode coming out very soon, so be, be alert for that one. So how can attendees stay connected to the latest annual meeting news and events during the actual event? Well, a few years ago, we decided to create an app for our attendees. And so as in years past, we are encouraging everybody to download and utilize our SEG mobile event app. The app is really fabulous. It allows you to build your own conference schedule. It allows you to network and connect with other delegates. And it also allows you to integrate the social media. You can get this app for download on the App Store or Google Play, and you need to search for SEG events. All of our SEG branded social media channels are going to be posting regular updates on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, but we also are going to be live streaming some events as well. So that's going to be a really great feature for everybody. What are a few of the highlights of the post-convention workshops? Well, with the post-convention workshops, we have a great schedule of topics. They're ranging from the future of full waveform inversion and 4D seismic to AVO in the 21st century and fiber optic sensing. Another really great highlight this year in Dallas is a post-convention workshop that's going to be helping professionals recognize and avoid bias and bullying in the workplace. The SEG Women's Network Committee is going to host this, and it should be a very informative workshop. So attendees of the annual meeting have a special opportunity as the latest discourse comes to them from Jim Geyser. What are the details to attend the latest Distinguished Instructor Short Course? As you mentioned, yes, Jim Geyser is the 2016 DISC, and he's going to pre be presenting his 3C Seismic and VSP course. If anybody is interested, even if they're on the fence, you really need to get to our website. Go to seg.org slash DISC. You can register online. You can get more information. But I really think it's a great thing to register. It's a valuable, valuable experience, and you can't beat it if he's coming right to you. And if you want to get a taste of what that workshop will be like, what the discourse will be like, you can find a podcast where we interview Jim Geyser talking about that as well. So Natalie, what are you most excited about this year? Well, for me, I think the return of the SEG Pavilion is very exciting. It gives attendees the ability to interact with all facets of SEG in one convenient location. Um, can't beat that. You can get a book. You can talk to member services. You can check out the foundation. It's just a really great time and a great place for that. Um, I also really enjoy the international reception every year. And this year, the focus is going to be on the former Soviet Union region. And I know our global department is doing a lot of great work to make that a really spectacular event. And also, um, I've had the opportunity a few times to visit the Near Surface Technical Section's evening reception. It's always a really great event. You get to meet a lot of really great people. I am speaking with Dorsey Morrow, SEG Executive Director. What are you most excited about for this year's annual meeting? Wow, this year, I, I am really excited. You know, this past year, we did the rebrand for the organization. We've uh, redone the website. 
and the SEG staff has just been marvelous in coming up with all sorts of new things that we can present or provide our members, everything. Well, we've got the SEG Smart Brief that just recently was unveiled by the uh, Knowledge Management Team, the GeoFacets Program. We're going to be having a career management system unveiled at the annual meeting, which that's going to really be dynamic. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. We've got new uh, focus on the LMS system, our uh, learning system. We're also going to be sort of uh, unveiling in a grand scale, I suppose, our My Membership Job Board, which, you know, during this downturn, I think a lot of folks are going to find that of real value. We've got a great SEG app that uh, we've, we're going to have available for everyone to use on their smartphone, shows them where they are to help them make the, the most of their, their trip to the annual meeting. So there's a lot of great things happening. Do you have any parting remarks for attendees uh, and or speakers? Don't be afraid to get outside of your comfort zone. I know from my years of attending various conferences and uh, events as an attorney and as a, a computer forensics guy that you tend to stick with those things that you feel most comfortable with. And I think if you do that this year, you're going to miss out on a lot. There are a lot of things happening and just avail yourselves. Look at the, the SEG app, see what's happening around you and, and feel free to drop on in these different things that, uh, and events that are happening and uh, you might find that little nugget that you've been looking for. At seg.org forward slash podcast, you will find all Seismic Sound Off episodes. For those attending annual meeting, our on-site registration improvements from last year continue. We have self-serve badge printing kiosks located in Lobby D of the Convention Center and at the Omni Hotel. The kiosks open at 9 a.m. Friday, October 14th. You will find me on site registration opening on Sunday, October 15th. Stop by and say hello if you like. And also don't forget to pre-register as some registration rates go up on-site. SEG staff will be available to assist with adding luncheons, workshops, and other extras to your registration, as well as direct you to the right location for your events. Most events will be open through on-site registration, but pre-registration is highly encouraged in order to ensure your spot. You can stay connected to the annual meeting on social media before, during, and after by using the hashtag SEGAM2016. Follow SEG on Twitter at SEG underscore ORG and like us on Facebook, where we'll be live streaming events from Dallas. Also remember to download the SEG Events mobile app. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, review us on iTunes. The more reviews we receive, the more attention the show gets, which means we can keep making the shows you love. Season 1 of Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki. Learn more about the wiki during annual meeting daily from 10.30 to 2.30 in the SEG Pavilion. Visit wiki.seg.org for more details. Original music by Zach Bridges. Special thanks to Sarah Reed, Charles Sicking, Dorsey Morrow, and the SEG team for your time and work on this episode. Email us at podcast at seg.org or call us at country code 1-918-497-4627 with your comments and ideas for future shows. We look forward to seeing you in Dallas. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.